Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005 mcdonalds.com.au The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Lloydie's List for Rhino Rack. Make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all-new Ford Ranger. Make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all-new Ford Ranger. Take it away, Lordo. Well, congratulations to Peter Wright, who won the Essendon Best and Fairest last night. But it made it around a discussion, Kano, of guys who had uh, careers that you would have thought would have won them a Best and Fairest, but didn't win one throughout mm. it. So uh, that's where I'm going to start this morning. So at number 10, I've got uh, Michael Long, who was a, a player I love playing with Longy, but uh, never, ever won, won a Norm Smith, but not a yep. Best and Fairest. Uh, I've got a bit of a package. Two great cats, uh, Harry Taylor and Stevie Johnson. Never ever Stevie won, J. never won best and fairest. Those two. Uh, number eight, the player you just touched on, Sean Burgoyne, uh, wonderful player. Uh, never won one. At number seven, I love this player for North Melbourne, Wayne Shimmerbush was an absolute superstar for Shimmer. North. Never won one. Six, Tony Modra, uh, for mm. free uh, for Fremantle and Adelaide had some amazing years. Ne- well, Nineteen ninety three. Yes, and um, it was a surprise winner that year. Kano, if you get that name up. Uh, uh, I'm going to yes. say, I'm going to guess that it was Sean Wren. No, it wasn't. But if there's one year, I was, I was uh, Googling this this morning, that uh, there was a really surprised player that you'll find won that uh, best and fairest for Adelaide in a year that Modra had a super year. Uh, right. I'll, you find that while I keep going. But a man you love, Kano, at number five, Josh Kennedy of the West Coast Eagles. That's Superstar who never, ever won a best and fairest. So Josh Kennedy came second in 2006 third in 2013 and 15. So very, very unlucky. That's a crime. That's an absolute crime. At number four, the shin boner of the century, Glenn Glenn Archer. Archer. Never, ever won a best and fairest. Superstar. Three, three, my hero growing up and the reason I barracked for Fitzroy, Bernie Quinlan. Never, ever won a best and fairest. Bernie, superstar. At number two, the Brownlow medalist, Jimmy Bartell. Never, ever won a best and fairest. That's amazing. Uh, like, yeah. what, I, I guess when you look at the players that they played with, so mm. three of those Geelong players you mentioned in that era, era Harry Taylor, Stevie J, and Jimmy Bartell. But, yeah, to win a Brownlow and not win the best and fairest is, is unusual, isn't it? Yeah, and number one, again, for that reason that he was playing with Lee Matthews, but uh, poor Tucky, uh, seven, oh. seven seconds and two-thirds for Tucky. So Seven seconds and two-thirds. Two-thirds, yeah. And just just on in terms of uh, consistency, uh, Scotty Pendlebury now in 17 years of AFL football has 14 top three finishes. Extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, magnificent. So uh, there were some other players too. Uh, Fevolution, <laughs> he never won a best and fairest either, the Fev. So he, he had a few big years at Carlton, but uh, didn't win one either. 
All right, there's the top 10 players who have not won a best and fairest. Uh, Michael Long, Harry Taylor, Stevie J, Sean Berger, and Wayne Schimmelbush, Tony Modra. It was uh, Tony McGuinness that won the 1993 best and fairest when Modra kicked 129 goals. Uh, Josh Kennedy, Glenn Archer, Bernie Quinlan, Jimmy Bartell, and Michael Tuck. All right, let's go to the phones because John has been waiting patiently. You want to speak about Rory Lobb and what's unfolding at Fremantle? Johnny, good morning. G'day, boys. How are we? Good. That's uh, good. Um, obviously, with uh, Rory Lobb sort of hitting a bit of a stalemate, Frio not wanting to let him go, wondering if there's any possibility of doing a switch with Melbourne um, to get Jackson across to Frio and Lobb over to Melbourne. Yeah, does Lobb work at Melbourne, Lordo? Well, I, I, I think they're all too far down the track, uh, unfortunately, yeah. John. Yeah, with Grundy, so much has gone into it, and you can just see it's going to happen. Uh, so it all sounds okay because, yeah, Lobb, like, Lobb's more flexible in terms of he's not as good a ruckman, but he's mm. more adaptable, flexible player. Uh, more so than I'm still fascinated how Grundy and Gorn will work because they're not great forwards, the two of them. They're not quick. They're cumbersome, whereas whereas Lobb can actually hit hard out of the goal square and kick goals. So, um, yeah, I'm still unsure whether it's right. Grundy and Gorn in the same team, but uh, they're, they're too far down the track with that one. Speaking of Brody Grundy, Ryan's in Torquay. He wants to have his say on that situation. Welcome, Ryan. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Um, just uh, wanted to go through this Brody Grundy thing. Um, I really, as a Collingwood supporter, don't understand the situation and why um, the media haven't dug deeper into why Grundy's leaving. Um, if you look at the the price, you know, he's going to take a pay cut um, to like 600 grand to come out this morning. Um, and if you actually look at the, the numbers, Collingwood are basically saying that they want McStay over Grundy. Um, and that's purely just a straight swap, if you look at it, because they're going to pay McStay 600 Um and they're going to pay 300 of Brody Grundy. That's 900. If Brody Grundy's taking a pay cut, then effectively they could have kept Brody Grundy for the same price. So there has to be more to the situation behind the scenes. And I'm surprised that no reporters have actually dug deeper and seen why all of a sudden he's fallen out of favour. Yeah, I don't think he's going to take a $300,000 pay cut. It's been reported in the age that he's going to take a small year-on-year pay cut and Collingwood are going to pay 300000 of that wage. But... Yeah, I think it's more around the positional mm. value of where they see Brody Grundy and perhaps they look at the, the premiership winning Ruckman over the journey and besides Max Gorn, they're not household names. Geelong win one with Reese Stanley. You know, Richmond win three with Nan Curvis, who's probably a, a four fifty mm. to five hundred thousand dollar player. The Western Bulldogs the same, Hawthorne the same, winning premierships with Ruckman that are you know, journeyman, necess- you know, necessarily more so than a player earning a million dollars. Yeah, right. I'm not sure if you've listened to us all last week, but we did discuss the fact that, you know, our, our understanding out of Collingwood is that they think you don't put a million dollars into a Ruckman. So they want to, you know, spread their money out across a number of different areas within their list and not put so much into what Brody Grundy is currently worth. Hey, Good Kano, on. the player I was looking at at Adelaide, I'm not sure if it's yeah. correct or not, but Matty Connell in 95... Yeah. Won a best and fairest for the Crows when uh, Modra was around his peak. He did too, 1995. Mm. Matthew Liptak in 1996. And mm. then the big guns got going. McLeod, Rashudo, Benny Hart, Goodwin 
and the like. Uh, mm. But Manny Connell, there's a blast from the past. Uh, good on you, Ryan. Let's go to Nathan, who wants to speak about the Saints, who have been reasonably quiet. Nathan, your thoughts? Yes, uh, good morning, guys. Um, just the Saints, I don't know why they're so quiet. I want to ask two questions. One's, um, is there any truth to the Saints being linked to Wiedemann? And the other one is, I don't know why the Saints are so quiet because the last couple of years we've had a bad year. Our list is meant to be very good according to the list management, the way they recruited. It hasn't worked, so why don't they be bold and get rid of certain players and bring in certain players, target players that you need. Like We need key back, key forward, and a ruckman. So why aren't they doing anything? What do you guys reckon? Well, it's interesting on, on Wiedemann because uh, I'm reading in today's paper, Sam Landsberger say that they are looking for height. Uh, height is an issue for them, but you've still got at some times, you know, Ryder's obviously retired now. So Marshall and, and King are pretty, two pretty good uh, talls. Uh, they obviously had the uh, young uh, Ruck, oh, sorry, the mature Ruck who did his knee earlier in Jack the year. Jack Hayes. Jack Hayes yeah. as well, who, who should return. But... Uh, yeah, it is interesting because they had the money there for Jordan Dugowie. So you just wonder if they had another plan in regards to, okay, he, he, if he doesn't come through, where else can we put that money to try and improve our list uh, and try and bring some in? We've heard about Hunter Clark going out potentially and Brad Hill potentially going out, but not too much coming in aside from Dugowie. Good on you, Nathan. Uh, thanks for your thoughts. Saints fans, you can join in and uh, tell us what you think you're up to. If anything, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. 55 Let's have a listen to the Western Bulldogs yesterday because there's been a lot of questions about Rory Lobb and, and just how everything fits in at the Western Bulldogs. Their list manager is Sam Power. So firstly, let's have a listen to Sam on Rory yesterday. Just need a little bit more time. Just queuing right. that up in the back there, Kana. Right. We'll, we'll yeah. queue that up in the background. In the meantime, let's go through a few of those text messages. Mm. Uh, boys, can Adelaide come over the top and do a better offer for Jason Horn francis What's stopping North sending him to Adelaide? I've, we've got this question a lot off the text line, but... I think the Adelaide fans are, are forgetting that they just don't have anything. So they're yeah. fully committed to Isaac Rankin. That pick five will go, plus you would think a, a second-round draft pick to Gold Coast. Then that doesn't leave Adelaide with anything other than a future first-round draft pick, and we've seen that North Melbourne are clearly not going to accept that. Um, morning, fellas. Lordy heard a few rumours about James Harms, which Lordy already addressed, that there was some interest in James Harms, but unlikely. Uh, g'day fellas, Bombers should definitely get Tipper back, fully fit, he's one of the best small pressure forwards in the game, surely they could grant him leave throughout the year if homesickness becomes an issue, says Jack. So Lordo, just for those joining us this morning, the news around Anthony McDonald, Tipper and Woody. Yeah, he's uh, contemplating a comeback and uh, Essendon have held talks with him, uh, but the Fremantle Dockers, my understanding is the favourite for Anthony, maybe... If he does decide he wants to commit to playing AFL football again, that he, he may see that uh, moving states might be the best thing for him. So Fremantle and Essendon keen, but Fremantle leading the race. Mm, Fremantle's small forward line would be really interesting um, with Schultz yeah. and Walters and Frederick and Tipper. I mean, that would be pretty small, electric and exciting. Uh, Sam Power speaking about Rory Lobb yesterday and how they get this done. Rory's you know, clearly contracted, so... Um, obviously, you know, um, understand Freo's position there. He's indicated, you know, he'd like to join us. Um, if a deal can be done, his partner moved to Victoria during the year, so he's keen to, to get over to Victoria and, and be with her. And um, we'll keep having discussions with Freo, but um, you know, at the same time, he's a, he's a contracted player, so it's, it's really hard to go into too much detail on that.
I think the role around the player manager interests me as well. And Colin Young's, his manager's been really outspoken and was last year. Um, I think once you go public with it, the manager's got a responsibility to make sure this deal happens. It's unusual like for for clients of, say, someone as experienced as Paul Connors. Once Paul Connors says, we're out and mm. this is the club, 99.9% of the time they get there, Colin mm. Young's got to get this deal done. He can't have two years in a row where he's failed to get his client to a home that he's publicly come out and said that uh, he's going to play for. Yeah, particularly when your partner's already here in Melbourne too, uh, living. So uh, it's a lot on the line for, for Rory Lobb. But they're going to be a fascinating club next year, the Western Bulldogs, with Darcy, Eugle Hagen, uh, you know, Norton. John Norton. You know, what happens Jones, to Josh yeah. Bruce, Liam Jones? Uh, yeah, so a lob, so a lot of talls down there and how we best use them. Because I don't think he, they use their midfield the best. So they, they were chock full of midfielders. And when you have too many of them, players like Trelaw got spat out to a halfback flank. Libba got spat out. I don't think players were at their best. So it's about how Luke Beveridge manages the talent that he actually has. Mm. And one of those midfielders is Josh Dunkley, who's leaving. What do they want for Josh Dunkley? Let's hear from the Western Bulldogs list manager, Sam Power. Uh, well, just some initial discussions, really, with Brisbane at, at this stage. Um, yeah, we clearly wanted to keep Josh and, and offered him a, a long-term contract that we thought was really compelling. And, um, you know, he's a fantastic player. Um, you know, obviously, showed this year with, with the year he had and, and best and fairest winner and um, premiership player at the club. So, you know, someone ideally we, we worked really hard to keep and, and wanted to keep. His you know, desire is to, to get to Brisbane if he can. Um during this trade period and, you know, we'll sort of work in good faith too um, with Brisbane to uh, hopefully sort of reach an out, out an outcome um, with that, but understand we sort of, with how highly um, we value Josh and, and the player he is, um, that we expect, you know, um, adequate compensation for, um, for, you know, for what he's displayed, um, not only this year, but over the course of his career. So we think he's pretty similar to Tim Taranto. So 12 and 19, that deal was done pretty quickly. Um, I would see the age similarity, the position that they play, um, and essentially what sort of player they are is exactly the same as Tim Taranto. So that, that two first-round draft picks, not in the top 10, would be about fair, I think, for, for the Western Bulldogs. So their current first pick, Kane, is 15. So you think that's that's gone to the Western Bulldogs, and then it's, yep. I don't know, is it next year's pick? The great thing for, for Brisbane is they've got Ashcroft uh, coming in. So I suppose there's points that have to be factored into that. and uh, they, have to, they may have to match a bid of pick one. North Melbourne, you'd think it'd probably bid for him at pick one. Mm. So anyway, they've got a fair bit. They have to manage the Brisbane Lions, I suppose, uh, to, to have enough uh, picks. And they'll have to go into deficit probably next year as well to manage it all. Stick around on the early trade coming up. But Andrew Mackey from the Geelong Football Club is going to join us. All the news on the other side of this. You are listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. Hit the road with a one and four charge. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.